Hello and welcome to the Fully Delighted Podcast. We are from South Mountain Community Church, a multi-site church with five locations in Utah. Each week, we will be hearing from our lead pastor, Paul Roby, and others as we explore what it means to be fully delighted in God and how we help as many people as possible experience this at SMCC. This is the Fully Delighted Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Fully Delighted Podcast. So glad to have you joining us today. My name is Adam, and I serve as the Campus Support Team Director here at South Mountain Community Church. And with me, uh, as per usual, I've got Eric Nelson, our teaching pastor, and Paul Roby, our lead pastor. Guys, good to have you on the show today. It's good to be here. Falls here in Utah. It is chilly out. Tried to go for a bike ride today. No gloves. It was a bad idea. So the seasons are changing, Adam. Yeah, they are. (laughs) I'm probably the only person that hasn't gotten out and saw beautiful colors. I have been too busy, but hopefully with some friends coming in from out of town this weekend, I'll be able to do that. Yeah, I know. I've seen lots of people posting about going up and into you know places like the Alpine Loop. <laughs> and a- Adam, you told me yesterday one of the things you love most about Utah is uh, four good seasons. Yeah, there's four good seasons in Utah, so I do really enjoy that. Me too. And just me as too. soon as you get tired of it, it, it changes. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, guys, before we get into everything for today, just a few <clears throat> quick reminders for uh, our listeners here. Um, first off, just thank you again for listening. Uh, sharing, downloading the episode, subscribing. Um, that's a huge help. So super appreciate that. We'd love to continue to get more reviews in and just appreciate all that is, is coming in now. And our downloads just keep going up. And uh, I just know it's because you guys are continuing to share. Um, and just as well, I want you guys to know that you can always ask us questions. You can always call in or email. Uh, the email and phone number are in the description below. And so you uh, can at any point just make sure to, to, to call us or email us. And we'd love to, to answer questions for you. So just want to make sure those things are out there for you guys and that you're reminded of that. Um, We've been going through um, our strategic objectives in the SMCC way. And where we're at today is doing strategic objective number four, and that is an irresistible volunteer experience. And so what I always like to do is just really open up and just get get kind of a primer for what we're going for today. Paul, obviously, this is something that you thought was important enough to write down to make sure it's in this document. And so I want to hear from you. What is it that uh, made you say, let's let's put this in the SMCC way? Well, I think The primary reason is that you really can't have an effective church unless you have very good volunteers. We cannot do church with just paid people. We need as many people as possible stepping up, uh, taking their turn, doing their part, and, uh, and, and so that's one angle here, that church is, is only as good as its people who volunteer. The other angle to this is volunteering is a really good thing for people. It it uh, it's really even hard to use the term volunteer because these these people are unpaid staff. I, maybe we should change the wording here, mm-hmm. but that's how important volunteers are, and that's how effective uh, serving is in spiritual formation. I I'm a big Dallas Willard fan in this area of discussing. Uh, spiritual disciplines, and he is very big on people becoming servants, not just serving. And uh, Richard Foster uh, wrote a great chapter in his book, Celebration of Discipline, on this. And I think that something changes in a person when they say to themselves, I'm available. 
I will do whatever's needed and what's ever necessary when called upon by the, the leaders of my church. Um, what, what we typically will do is search out, and this is in our flesh, the average person in average conditions with an average mindset will say, what can I do that, that requires the least amount of effort from me, the least amount of time, and will get the most credit? And that's unfortunate, because that just serves our ego. It doesn't serve the church or the kingdom. It serves our ego. And so when you say, I want to just simply be a servant, I'm available uh, to be used by God for whatever purpose He might have me serve, and that's typically going to be through the church, then the flesh is disciplined and my spiritual fruit develops. And so that's the beauty of service. It is a way that people really do connect with Christ in this attitude that my life is not my own. I've been bought with a price, and I am here to serve God's purposes. Man, Paul, I love hearing you say that. You know, if we reflect on the way Jesus lived, his servant attitude, we really see that the gospel motivation behind this, because I've been served in this way, it's my pleasure to serve in this way. It's not a have to anymore. Sometimes I think volunteerism is looked at as a have to, but in the gospel, serving is a get to. Now, um, when we show stories at SMCC on the screens and in our services and online and on social media and on our webpage of people's life change stories, uh, you can't go very long without hearing someone say, and then I started to serve. It became personal. I joined a team. I took my next step. And so personal ministry is a crucial part of someone's life change story. Now, for me, I like the distinction, Paul, that you just made between volunteering and being a servant. Uh, I first started volunteering in church, and I did not have a servant mindset, okay? Nobody does it <laughs> yeah. first. <laughs> yeah, I was volunteering, and uh, before I was a Christian, in fact, I was volunteering in church, and um, I played bass in the band, and I thought, well, my own local rock band's not going anywhere, so I think I can ha play for a bigger crowd if I, if I volunteer with a church, and so I got in, this, uh, in the youth group band playing bass, and um, I, I gotta be honest, I wasn't a Jesus follower, but I love playing bass. I love playing bass with these people, and so we played at youth groups, and we played um, at church on Sunday mornings, and I was, I was around it. I was observing it. I was uh, absorbing it, and um, it was actually a really important part of my spiritual journey was to, I suppose, volunteer even before I, I knew what it meant to be a servant. And I think it's important for people to understand that, and um, at SMCC, there are people volunteering and on teams who have not yet trusted Jesus, but that part of their um, of their story uh, is 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 really meaningful. That they're connecting with, seeing other Jesus followers, uh, building relationships with other Jesus followers, and this is a crucial part of their spiritual journey. Yeah, and I think we that's part of our belong before you believe strategy. So many people have told me that they learned the Bible for the first time in uh, some pre K classroom, trying to teach the the children through a children's Bible, they actually learned it themselves and got to the point of wanting to know more. And and so even that is an opportunity to grow, grow in faith. Now, we have to be real clear uh, with the teams that we lead. Someone listening, we don't want you to think, you don't even have to be a Christian to serve and lead at SMCC. No, that's, that's not it. If you're in a leadership role, if there are people following you, we want to be very clear about where that person needs to be spiritually. But there are support roles. There's a, there are roles on the team. There's a volunteer experience 
that allows people to be in process, to belong before they believe, for God to be at work changing them from the inside out. Um, and if they haven't trusted Jesus yet, there are still places to be on the team at SMCC. You know, I didn't mention the other part of what really motivated this uh, strategic initiative, and that is I never want to take a person that has raised their hand and said, I'm available, and quote-unquote, use them. I want to know that we're for them and that this, this is a partnership. This is not the church using them until we don't need them anymore. This is the church partnering with them, uh, trying to find the right place for them, for their gifts, their personality, so that together we can win for the gospel. And and so that's really important, too. And so it's got to be an irresistible volunteer experience where they feel like a partner, where they feel like they were set up to win. Totally. So let's talk about that. Maybe, Adam, you could talk about this. Paul, how do we set people up to win in their volunteer experience? What are some of our best practices to do that? Well, one of the things we can do is... <laughs> There's several things, but one of the things we can do is give them a clear set of expectations. Mm, yeah. And with that, lots of good coaching. Now, let's face it, we're going to do on-the-job training. We're not going to be able to train people sufficiently before they get their feet wet. And so uh, give them what they need. Give them the tools they need. Make sure that they have a, um, a classroom that's, that's ready to go, uh, the materials they need the curriculum they need, if it's children's ministry, uh, if it's, if it's um, guest services or, or youth ministry or even the band, you know, make sure that they walk in and things are ready to go, that they don't lack what they need in order to feel like they moved the ball down the field that day. Yeah, it's not, oh, good, they're here. Now we can get started. It's as staff, we are working ahead of time so that when the volunteer works, uh, when the volunteer shows up to serve, everything is in place already. We thought of them so that they can have the best experience. That's that's one thing. Another thing is very administrative. You know, mm-hmm. uh, we schedule ahead of time. We um, we use some software that helps us do that. That sends reminders. We want to make sure that the communication pathway is um, is smooth and, and straightforward. I think that's an important part of creating a great volunteer experience. I think listeners to the podcast would like to know this. Um, there are hundreds of volunteers that serve at SMCC. I mean, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds. Uh, every location has over 100 volunteers. Um, put all those together. We're talking, I mean, it's a, it's a small army. It's a militia, of, of, of pe- in a good way, uh, of people um, serving here at SMCC. And uh, it takes a lot of work behind the scenes to, uh, to put those people on the ground, to mobilize those people. Another thing that I think that goes without uh, getting enough mention is... When you serve on a team, you actually get to enjoy making a relationship, a friendship with other people that are like-minded. They're they're involved because they love Jesus, uh, perhaps. Uh, you love Jesus, you're involved. And so you get to rub shoulders with people that are sharing some of the same values that you have. And, you know, in this world, I I don't fully understand this, but what I'm starting to recognize is there are many people that are more comfortable on a team than in a group. Oh, yeah. You know, this, That's the, me. Yeah, the group ideas is kind of face-to-face. The team idea is shoulder-to-shoulder. And 
I think we need to honor that. And mm-hmm. and that helps people belong, even if they're not in a group type of setting. Yeah, face-to-face is, you know, a little bit more... Um intimate. It's, it maybe forces you to be a bit more vulnerable. You have to process your emotions. You have to use words to get things across. Shoulder to shoulder, we're using our hands. You know, We're doing things with our hands. And I think uh, for many dudes listening, that's, a, that's a, an easier next step, perhaps, right. than, than jumping into a group. So, so you're right. I, I love to encourage people to join teams. Um, some of the most uh, well-known teams at SMCC would be our guest services team. They're the people out front, you know, opening the door, saying hello, uh, making coffee, making the coffee. There's obviously the the musicians, the the bands. Um, you got to try out for that team. You can't just, you know, I don't even think I could play bass on that team. But uh, you got to try out for that one. Obviously, our, our our children's ministry teams. I mean, there are just teams teams everywhere. Now, another way that um, we create a great experience for our volunteers is by helping them see how their role, as small as it may be, fits into the big picture. It's easy for somebody, I think of uh, I think of Terry and Glenn uh, at the Lehigh location, they would show up uh, on Thursdays and they would stuff the back of the seats, make sure every back of the seat had a pen, a next steps card, uh, a giving envelope, and they did that for years and years. And just think from their perspective, you know, they're like, all we do is stuff these chairs. I mean, they would get blisters from reaching into the back of the seat, pulling out the the envelopes and putting them back. Their fingers would have blisters by the end of the day because we're talking, you know, this is not one, two, this is dozens and dozens of chairs. It's the same at Draper, all of our locations. And it's easy for them to think, man, what is, how does this role really fit into as many people as possible, FDFD? Well, when someone is sitting there and they decide whatever day it is, I want to let this church know who I am, and I want to signify I'm ready to take my next step. How do I do that? Oh, there's a thing literally one foot away with a pin that works, and I can now do it. When Terry and Glenn see how that fits into as many people as possible taking their next step, that next step happened because they loaded up that chair. They go, wow, we're happy to do that. And so we want to continue to cast the vision in our team huddles, through emails, through life change stories to help people see how their small role fit into the large picture. That inspires volunteers. Yeah, I think probably one of the most important things that we can do with volunteers, because there's so many supporting pieces that come underneath um, a volunteer having a great experience, but probably the most important one that I see uh, us able to do through a team huddle in the morning is that, just like you're saying, vision casting. Because what we don't want is we don't want people to come and to serve and to not understand the impact that they have um, that morning or through the church. I mean, it would really be a tragedy if people just came and served and they just said, I'm not, you know, I do this because I feel like I should and, and I do enjoy it. But I don't know how my serving or me sacrificing my time and my talents um, serves a greater purpose of, of the kingdom and then the mission of this church. So we really have to do a good job. I've, I've been told uh, before, and I think it's a good analogy, that vision casting is, is kind of painting a picture for somebody of, of something that they can't see. Um, and that's not to over-spiritualize anything. That's just simply to say uh, the average person or the average volunteer who does it, um, let's say twice a month they serve, um, they need to have somebody paint the picture of what they're doing and the impact that it has in a, on a larger scale because they're only doing that for probably about two hours than a month. And that's not a, a, a you know, saying that they, they, they can't see this on their own, but it helps when you have a leader that says, I'm going to tell you exactly what you're doing, how it impacts people, how it draws people closer to God, how it helps people to see 
Jesus Christ for who he is. And that's something more than, than really anything, you know, more we can give them, you know, more than a, a, a gift card that we might give at volunteers every once in a while or take them out for lunch or coffee. That's such a big thing. Yeah, totally. I was looking at my calendar uh, this morning, getting ready for my, my day, my week, my month. And um, I noticed that uh, one of the things that's important um, to our calendars as staff is finding ways to thank and appreciate our volunteers. Um, at the South Jordan location coming up, there's going to be uh, an evening where we, uh, it's called the Fully Thankful uh, Volunteer Night, because we're fully thankful for the volunteers there. We want to appreciate them and thank them for all that they've done. Um, Todd, Todd, I'm going to lunch, going to breakfast with Todd and with you, Adam, on Monday. Todd's been serving um, as a volunteer over men's ministry, and we want to make sure he knows how much we appreciate him. And so part of creating a volunteer experience that's irresistible is thanking our volunteers with handwritten notes, perhaps perhaps gift cards, perhaps uh, our personal time. Um, and so as staff, we want to demonstrate how thankful we are. Um, and this is a part of creating um, irres- an irresistible volunteer experience. Absolutely. And uh, I think uh, what we can just continue to look at is how can we continue to do more and do better in creating that volunteer experience. We always want to be figuring that out, and so I'm glad to be a part of a team that allows us to continue to pursue that. One of the more, uh, one of the things that I think kind of gets left out of this conversation sometimes is the fact that we all started as volunteers, and now we've ended up in the ministry. It's really interesting to see that whole thing develop, where a gift is discovered, a passion is discovered in a volunteer. They start to get better and better and better and better at what they're doing. And now pretty soon people are asking them to take their next step, maybe come on staff part time. Uh, and now we cannot afford to lose this person. We can't do ministry without them. We want them on the team full time. And so that that pipeline toward uh, a life in ministry starts as a volunteer and is developed through volunteer service. And that is really um, the best way to get a staff person. I will just say that. Homegrown, somebody who's already owning the values and the mission of SMCC, boy, there's nothing better than that. Yeah, so you were reminding me of, of my own story. So I was playing bass. I wasn't a Christian, um, but I because I was playing bass in these services, I heard enough messages that over time I became interested, did my own research, and took my next step, and then trusted. I trusted Christ. So then I began to volunteer in the youth ministry. So I go from playing bass to the youth ministry. Now I've trusted Jesus, and I'm passionate about this. I want to help other people do that. So the youth pastor uh, at the time, uh, Brian Hole was his name, came to me and said, Eric, uh, you know, you've been around for a while. You have a story. Would you share your story at youth group next week? And I said, um, well, yeah, I guess I could. I mean, I've been around. I, I think I can put this this story into words. And so um, the next week, it was Wednesday night, um, shared my story in the youth ministry. And uh, that was the first time I ever spoke in a church. Did it as a volunteer, um, and, and it was awesome, and I really enjoyed that. The problem was the youth pastor came back and said, that was good. Do you want to speak again next week? And I said, I'm all out of stories. I have nothing else to say. He said, no, what you'll do this time is we'll pick a passage from the Bible, and we'll tell that story. And I thought, oh, well, I guess I could try that. And then I spoke the next week, and then pretty soon I was the regular communicator as a volunteer. And so that was my, my journey. That then became, Eric, we want you to have more responsibility here. Uh, would you be an intern? And that Turned into a volu- uh, that turned into a part-time position, uh, and then pretty soon I was leading volunteers through that experience. And so that was sort of how, how my journey began, from a non-Christian plan-based to a volunteer having trusted Christ, to an intern, to a part-time position, and now 
oh gosh, uh, 16, 17 years later, I'm, I'm here at SMCC. I uh, became a Christian as a sophomore in high school. I decided this is for real. And so my junior year in high school, I started to teach a Bible study every lunch hour, five days a week. That's quite a commitment. And I didn't realize what a kind of what a commitment it it was at the time. But what it did is it forced me to get a mentor, somebody who could teach me how to teach the Bible so that I wouldn't be embarrassed the next day. It it got me to read the Bible and study the Bible because I needed something to say the next day. And by the way, it was horrible. And and I would never wish that on anybody ever again, the kind of things that I would come up with. But at least it got me in the scriptures and it got me connected to somebody who was discipling me. By the time I was a senior in high school, every Sunday night we had a large Bible study with you know, up to 80 uh, high school seniors in that on Sunday nights. When I got to college, we took over a, a church's college ministry and watched that grow to over 300 people. And a couple of my buddies are going to be in this weekend that helped me lead that that ministry. So that's going to be fun to, to kind of reminisce and talk about that. But I did more significant ministry as a volunteer than many of the guys I ended up going to seminary with had at their own church experience. And so, man, this really is the way to enter into the ministry. Do it for free. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we like to say that most people, uh, uh, you know, pastors are, are paid to be good, but our people are good for nothing. But that's not supposed to be a <laughs> bad joke. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, but it's good to, it's actually great to be good at what you do mm-hmm. as a volunteer and not get paid for it. it and and if pastors have never done that, mm-hmm. that's a problem. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, there's some real practical nuts and bolts to what you're saying, Paul. When, when you serve on a team, there's built-in accountability to your life. You had that accountability around right. studying the Bible. Uh, if you say yes to serving on a team, your team's expecting you. And I think uh, they're expecting you to show up. They're expecting you to be prepared. They're expecting you to come ready to have your best attitude in place on that Sunday morning or Wednesday night or whatever it may be. And so um, I'm not a dummy. I like having accountability in my life. You know, when I know that I have to speak uh, at SMCC on the weekend, that drives me into God's word. It drives me into prayer. It drives me uh, to think. It's to, it really. Um, it's really nice to have some of that built-in accountability. People say, you know, you you learn or retain 90% of what you actually teach. And so that's been just a real gift into my life. Looking back now, having been a communicator for, for quite a few years, um, that accountability of saying yes to being a regular communicator or speaker has um, really taught me a lot, and I've enjoyed that accountability. And so uh, volunteering has some accountability built into it. Even as I'm in the green room or you know, prior to the service with different musicians and singers, this is a, a moment of accountability for them. Like, it's an attitude check. Before I get on that stage and represent Jesus Christ to people that maybe don't know Him, mm-hmm. it is important that you have a heart check and understand, now, am I up to date with with Jesus? Am I prayed up and confessed up, and and am I ready to represent Him? That is so good for our spiritual development. Absolutely. So maybe someone's listening to this, they've maybe never served at SMCC or volunteered at SMCC. You know, a couple things I like to say to people is try a few different roles to see which one fits. 
Um, maybe you work with kids all week, and so you're so good at it, you want to work with kids on the weekend. But maybe you work with kids all week, and you do not want to see a kid at all on the weekend. So, you know, kids' ministry is not your thing. Maybe you do play an instrument too you want to try out, but maybe you're not quite ready yet on the acoustics. You need to practice a few more months. And I think my buddy Matt down in Lehigh, he, he, he had to practice, and he got to the point where he was ready to be on the team. I love seeing that. So serve in a few areas, see which area uh, you're gifted in, see which area you're passionate about, and then... Um, jump onto a team, and we'd love to help you do that. You can jump onto the website. You can take your next step. One of our campus pastors, one of our staff, they'd love to help you plug in to a team at SMCC. Yeah, absolutely. I think the main thing for people to hear is that uh, if you haven't served before and you're not sure of, like where you'd be a good fit, it's not good enough to just say, well, then I just, I'm not going to try anything. It's okay to try things out and to see where that fit is. Absolutely. And there's that, uh, yeah, there's that support surrounding that. I have a very specific view on a, on a particular topic that I'd like to discuss next week. Sounds good, Paul. I'm ready for that. I'm excited. I don't know what it is, but I'm excited. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to remind everybody here to go ahead and make sure that you're subscribed, uh, that you're downloading the episodes when they come out, and uh, then uh, sharing that with a friend. It's really helpful. Leave a review. And uh, just as much just want to thank you for, for all that you guys are doing as you're listening. Again, you can ans- ask questions or do a phone call uh, with the information below in the description of this episode. And we'd love to answer that for you. Have a great rest of your week and we will see you next time. Thanks again for joining us for the Fully Delighted podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please subscribe, give us a rating or share with a friend. For more information about SMCC, please visit our website at smccutah.org. Thanks again for trusting us with your time and we hope to have you back again soon.